Hi, and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm here with Snow, and we're going to be discussing some spiritual principles. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I think, uh, first, I really do think there's this uh, George F., this Russian philosopher, Ramdas used to always quote, and he's like, the first thing you got to realize is you're in prison. He's like, if you think you're not in prison... He's like, you'll never escape. Yeah. Like, if you think you're free, like, it, when you're in your ego, if you think you're free, you'll never escape. But I just heard a Ramdas talk today, and he was talking about that kind of how um, almost everybody that he meets, he, he would say back in his time, like, almost everybody he met pretty much is identified fully with their ego. Their mind. It depends what you mean by ego, but what I mean by so, ego is... So, let me ask you this. Is ego... Like... It's... Ego is sort of like... The... Like, resistance to being one, correct? That's the most genius thing I ever heard. So, like... It is. Oh, yeah, it's the sense of I, but, like, in so opposition technically to the your, one. Your ego is, like... Not good, and what's it's, the word? What's in relativity to like the person's beliefs? It's yeah, but it's not bad in the sense that it is what push when you're identified with it. That's what it is. It's the identification. So if you think that you're the ego, which is your sense of I in this world and everything, if you think that's what you are and you're only that, then it's gonna. Then you're in prison. <laughs> then there's right. going to be a bunch of suffering. But if you are not attached to it, like even they would say about Maharaji, they were like Maharaji, Neem Kroli Baba, they were like he had a, he still had a personality, they said, but he wasn't attached to it at all. Like there was no like, yeah, clinging to it. It was just something that was going on, but there wasn't any like, this is me. Yeah, so like there's like levels to it and shit. Because if you become completely egoless, like, can you even exist in this reality? That, the sense that he, like, Maharaji had been described, I think that would be kind of how you would exist. But there might have to be, like, a slight, slight pushing of, like, the ego away from the source to even be able to exist. Right. I would think, like he said. I mean, that's another thing Ramdas talked about, like, today when I listened to him was blue babies. Babies that like die right when they're born Ooh. and I guess a blue baby and it's one that like wasn't unhealthy like there was no physical signs and there's a certain percentage every year and the doctors don't know why they basically seem like they have no will to live like they just everything's fine and they're just born and they like don't like breathe or eat really they don't like eat or drink and then they just like turn blue and die Damn. and Ramdas was like could you think about it though like he said imagine a like a Tibetan llama that somehow was taking birth as a baby. And um, if the veil didn't descend, like he says, the veil descends over us when we're born. Like that's why we don't remember our past lives and everything, which we should talk more about in a second. But he said the Tibetan llama is born and it, 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 the veil didn't come down because it was so high spiritual that it sees it remembers what it's at. It's not like a new baby that like forgets everything. It's like, yeah. he's like, and if this being had no desire, like no ego, that's would be a blue baby because it would just be like, I already know what this is all about. Like I have no desire even to breathe or eat. 
and then it'd be gone. Right. Which is what you were just saying. Like, would you even, would you even exist That's if you saying. didn't know? It's like ego you're pretty much gonna die. Like, or like you shouldn't be here if you don't have an ego. Like, I feel like the reason why we're here is to like realize the things we just said, but also experience having an ego. You know what I'm saying? Like, why else would we come here in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, definitely to exp- I I think it's in stages though. It's like at a certain points you're at certain lifetimes where people are at certain levels, the ego's like here and you're fully identified with it, but as you right. get closer to sort of transcending this plane, then you start to kind of see it for what it is and you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely it's the only way we function for sure. I mean, it's your sense of I, otherwise we wouldn't no one would even be able to it wouldn't be like this. No one would be able to function really. So, if it, imagine if nobody had any desire or atta- like if nobody cared, the whole world just runs on desire and attachment. What I was gonna say uh, about the veil, Ramdas said, uh, which made sense, and I keep quoting him, but I listened to this Ramdas talk earlier that was only like twenty five minutes and it packed in all this info I keep bringing up. Um, yeah, Ramdas is a beast. He said the veil has to descend in order for you to work out your karma. He's yeah. saying, like, you have to forget basically everything when you come into a body because if you remembered all your past life and everything that was factored into you being here, you wouldn't do the same things that you you ended up doing and the whole context would be different. He's like, so to go through what you need to go through to work out your karma, you kind of have to That's what I was saying, forget. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like... If you were born and you're already, like, know what the fuck life is. Like, if I was born right now and I'm just knowing what life is, dude, you'd already <laughs> be outside of time. Like, you'd already, you, like, you would just know, be born just knowing infinity, like, consciousness. I think that sometimes when you're in the mother's womb or if just freshly born, mm. you might still have like some remembrance of your true nature and where you came from. Mm. But if you do, I think once you start developing the ego, then it like probably fully goes yeah, away so for most of us. That's why I'd be wondering. So like, so like the yin yang symbol, like ego would be like female energy. It'd be feminine energy, right? Or would it be masculine? Well, is there a way to even is it both I would say um well it depends cause like I know like in the Hindu tradition everything like the father mm-hmm. the masculine is the one is God and everything that's like manifest in the entire physical world like nature like our bodies everything is the mother like the sense of ego and everything so in that yeah, tradition dude, that's what I've always the said. ego would be dude. the feminine I don't know about the yin and the yang like I've always told people that you gotta understand like literally everything you do except for maybe breathing is of this reality even even breathing like yeah so yeah. like essentially everything is like the polar opposite of God you know what I'm saying like I put pr- that like Lucifer's who runs this reality, bro. You know what I'm saying? God is the whole reality. So it's like this little section we're in. 
is like ran by Lucifer, bro. Do so you like, think that's true then? How they kind of say that? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even mean it disrespectfully. I mean, like, like I'm just talking in the grand scheme of things. Like, like Lucifer came from the source. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the like it's one of the hermetic principles. Um, I forget which one it is, but or maybe it's just in the Kabbalion. But what we were talking about, actually. But um, see, every that's why we want to talk about the Hermetic principles. Everything always leads back to the Hermetic principles. Um, God is everything, and you are a part of God. But you are not God while you're here. Like while you're conscious, you, 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 it's you. God is you. But you aren't God. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Yeah. There isn't that. That's so interesting. Cause I think I now I might understand that. Because there, there's a thing in the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says, like, all things. He says it one way or the other. He's like, all things are within me, yet I am not within them. Or or maybe the opposite. Something like that. Like, like Basically, I am in all things, but they're not within me. It would probably be... What? Yeah, maybe that was it then. Yeah. So it's like exactly um that. I never like I used to read that and it made sense, but I also I didn't fully understand it. And now that you said that, that puts a lot together. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, deuce the Kabbalion, bro. <laughs> and, and that further what you said, I'm like, Oh wow, so that's it. So that's it. And that's um You don't have the Kabbalion? You should definitely get that. It's like a book that's written around the seven hermetic oh. principles. I like guess someone who actually likes to read and like likes like occult knowledge, yeah. like the Kabbalion's like straight up essential, bro. Like, like I'm not even playing. Like, like the three main points in occult philosophy are pretty much the seven hermetic principles, meditation, and um, Kabbalah. Like. Really, like a lot of people also like there, there's like the Goetia too, which is the lesser keys of Solomon, but that's like some other shit. But like, I think technically that would be Kabbalistic, I'm not exactly sure. Um, it's some serious shit though. Have you ever heard of that book? No, don't ever get that book. <laughs> I did watch a thing on the internet the other day that was like a 10 like demon type books that were used like one book it was said it was so cursed like if you even open it you're just like fucked oh i know what you're talking about um <laughs> okay here's the seven hermetic principles um the principle number one is the principle of mentalism which that's what we were talking about the other night it says the all is mine the universe is mental so like what we were talking about like the conclusion i came to and that you also came to was that like motherfuckers have their own brains <laughs> but like but like like your mom and or, and your dad and like your grandparents and like your friends all have their own brains but really like that brain is just like being controlled by like a way bigger brain you yeah. know what i'm saying Yes, but it's not just like a physical brain. It's like the mind. Is I, like, yeah, like it's a metaphor for like consciousness. But yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. It like definitely is really within the bigger brain is running. Oh. 
Yeah, so it's like and the little brains just think that they're doing it. Yeah, they just think they're, <laughs> they just think they're doing shit. But like, to be honest, you could literally like just chill your whole life and like, like that's the thing though. So that brings up the paradox, because like you would think you could just chill your whole life, and like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But like, that's kind of true. But then what about parallel dimensions and manifesting though? You know what I'm saying? I know it. it well, it's so fuck. It gets so far out that it's like whether you chill your whole life and do nothing or do a bunch of stuff, it's still just the big brain doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um true because like also all the Indian spiritual traditions, like the Hindu stuff, when they talk about God, it's always like saying that the that that one moves all things they're always like you alone are the sole doer and stuff which yeah would make sense